What's going on, everybody? Nate here. We did a, another podcast this week, although I forgot to apparently release it yesterday. So I am going to make sure that I get it released today. So here it is. But before we jump into it, like always, we have some announcements in the beginning. I want to give a huge shout out to Yves de Montpellier. Hopefully I pronounce your name right. Uh, if not, then you can just yell at me because, you know, we talk on Facebook all the time. So thank you very much for joining the uh, podcast's Patreon. And if you would like to join the, the podcast's Patreon as well, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash queue it up. And you get a lot of extra perks for doing that. You get some swag items. You also get uh, free lessons on Monday nights when I'm able to do those and I'm around. Uh, and on top of that, you just get to be a part of the queue it up community that helps support the future of the show. So you can also find the link in the description of this podcast. And other than that, we can get jumped right into this podcast. So without further ado, here it is. I'm a real deal. I'll shoot your liver out and hand it to you. That's me. Rob! What's up, buddy? Jim, it's good to see you. Yeah, Rob, where have you been the last, like, three hours? Kind of good to see you. Kind of. Meh. Meh. Savage. Harsh. But fair. But fair. So, we are going to start sharing. Y'all should start sharing, because if not, um, I get really sad. But fair. And then I start crying, and it doesn't make for very good shows when you're just sitting around crying the whole time. Whoa. That was me. It oh, won't I let me do anything. It'll only let me. Oh. Wait a minute. <clears throat> Wait a minute. What? Something's going on here. Uh, I don't understand. What's happening? I'm going now. I'm good now. Go. Yeah, you, you, you just talk amongst yourselves. It's fine. Well, I don't know why Rob's so quiet. Why is Rob so quiet today? It's like he doesn't want to talk. What are we talking talk. about today, fellas? Give me We're an idea. We're going to be talking a lot about since the Since I have no script and we wing every one of these since day one. Rob, we don't give need Give me an script. idea. We're so good well, at BSing that we don't need one. Shall we do some Moscone Cup stuff, shall we? We're going to be talking a whole bunch about the Moscone Cup today because really, I mean, we could talk about the Austria Open, but uh, really that has huge ramifications on the Moscone Cup. What's so the craziest thing you've ever seen happen in a pool hall? Nate win the match. No, that's never happened. I almost actually, yeah, I've, not, I've never seen that, actually. Yeah, yeah I, I almost won a match in the pool hall, and then I woke up. I was right about to win, and then I woke up. So it was a Shame good dream. You suck. Savage. No, I think that's an interesting question. Um, Jim, For do you me, have anything that jumps to mind? It was in the middle of a tournament, a nine-ball tournament, and the fellow that I was playing was a little bit angry. And when you're angry, you kind of slam the balls down on the table when you're racking them. This was when your opponents actually racked for you. And so he was doing that, and then he grabbed the rack to put in the balls, and instead of putting it over the balls, he threw it on the table. And the rack bounced off of that table over the end of the light and landed in the middle of a game that was going on, a nine-ball game that was going on between two other players in the tournament and knocked a bunch of their balls around. No, I, yeah, I, I, 
That's pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy. I've seen somebody getting hit in the head by a, a cue ball that flew off another table break. from the break. I, yeah, from I've the seen break. Somebody, yeah, I've, I've seen We've somebody get seen hit many times, I'm sure. I've seen somebody get hit in the nuts from it. And uh, yeah. his nuts did not thank him. Wait. Yeah, yeah. That, that kind of stuff is accidental. It's uh, uh it's um what in I Vegas this year. This one kind of jumps. This one kind of jumps to mind in Vegas this year. It was um, I was watching this guy and he was he was like I think he was playing in a mini tournament. He was just being like one of those piss ants, uh, that you know anything goes wrong and it's just like, <clears throat> and he breaks the balls and the cue ball goes shooting straight off the table at like ninety five miles an hour. The the rack barely moved. So all of the four stayed in the cue ball and it goes flying across the room and it's this giant open uh, ballroom. And the guy kind of takes a look at it and just goes, just goes back and sits down and lets his opponents run over to the other side of the room and find it. He shoots the cue ball off the table and then makes his opponent go find the cue ball. Nice. I don't know who Jay Steger is. That's really sad. But I want to go to his pool hall. Apparently a drunk driver drove into the pool hall and killed the cook. (laughs) <laughs> no yeah they don't see that every day no was it uh cookie yeah that'd nobody be okay. would yeah, that'd be fine you get you get away with that yeah yeah you might even get an award you might yeah that, yeah, that would be that would be allowed yeah. yes that's actually really sad though man that's very sad for the cook you're just halfway through your ship you know you're thinking about you know going home and getting the nice relaxing time on and boom Imagine if you just ordered a burger. Yeah. Well, I oh. saw a uh, owner of a pool room who actually got hustled by another guy who came in, and he got so angry. This was after a couple hours when he had to pay him. Uh, he had the cue ball in his right hand, and he threw it into the kitchen, which was about 20 feet away. And all I heard was the cue ball banging off of stainless steel <laughs> cabinets in the other room and people yelling. Of course, people were in there cooking and stuff. And thought that was, wow, he kind of lost it there a little. Yeah. Well, we are here. We're going to be talking a lot about the Moscone Cup today. So if you guys are tuning in, uh, please share the stream, get it out there. Uh, we'll say hello to Eves and Kyle and Ronnie Rose. Thank you guys for uh, throwing something out in the chat there. And Mr. Uh, Pickles, yeah, Mr. we're going to be Pickles. we're going to be like super casual today. So uh, we don't have a lot to talk about in the pool world. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that's or there's a few things that have been canceled, and really the only big event that we can talk about is the Austria Open and uh, how crazy Jim is right now. Uh, he's wearing a Limp Biscuit hat. He told us that story, and then we canceled it because you know we didn't want to let him tell stories. It's an so. official. It's an official Fred Durst hat. It's Limp Biscuit. It's the real deal. It's never been outside. I've had it for twenty years. So it's not Lil Biscuit. It's not like uh, Cheryl Baglin. Nope. It's not Lil oh. Biscuit. It's Limp Biscuit. Wow. Yeah, this That's was Fred Dust cool. True story. True story. So we're gonna get started and. Uh, I guess, is there a better way to start than maybe looking at the Austria Open, the finals matchup, and seeing Eklund Kachi beating Tyler Steyer in the finals of that? And how can that not – well, let, we're going to start, let's say, from the – let's start from the European side. Does that book Eklund's – so we have right now Albin Ocean and David Alkaidi are locked into Team Europe's team. Does this lock Eklund into the team, Jim? What do you think? I don't know. Um, I'm not sure if, if 
if Alex Lilly has put his uh, his three picks in already to match him and we just haven't heard about it yet. Um, it gives him something to think about. I mean, you can't ignore the fact that Enklint in the last month or so has snapped off the 10-ball World Championships and now the Austrian Open, when it's short races, races to four, you know, it it's still rotation. Okay, the break's not in it. I mean... As far as the USA go, I think this is a good time for Tyler to to, to you know to get to go deep and get to the final. You know, we're talking about you know Tyler's possible Moscone Cup, but he hasn't really shown much recently. But he did there. Was that enough to get Tyler in? If that's enough, is it a push for Eklund as well? Um, I think it gives Alex a little bit of a headache if he hasn't made his picks yet. I mean, I'm I'm assuming that. We can count on Joshua Filla and Jason Shaw being two picks. So then he yeah, has one more. Like... So he's one more. Is this, you know, does this does this confirm for him that it should be catchy, or does this make him think twice about whoever he already thought might be number five? Uh, difficult to say. Um, great result for Catchy. A great result for for, for Tyler uh, there. Um, I don't know. I really don't know. I am. Um, we yeah, it's it's the same it's the same old story with 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 Kachi. You know, we all know he's a great player. He's one of the best in the world. But does he function properly in a team atmosphere? And there's doubts about that. And I I personally have my doubts about whether or not uh, Eklund himself is willing to accept that there may be issues there. I think he feels there aren't any issues. So if a coach or other team members think that there might be issues, then he's you you don't get anywhere in that situation. You know. Um, we will see. I guess we'll see. It's not that's my decision. A little like being possibly. married. <laughs> a little bit like being married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, I believe. I, I, I believe that he, he, he doesn't. He doesn't function badly in a team, but he's not the ideal team player, shall we say? He's yep. very within himself. He's very uh, an individual kind of guy. You know, uh, I think he likes to spend more time uh, on his Instagram account than he does maybe perhaps socialising or talking with other players and stuff like that. Um, he's a very confident guy. He believes in his own ability. But I think when you're in a team atmosphere, you have to be able to, you know, to 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 accept perhaps advice from other people around you and also be willing to to tell the other four guys how great they are rather than only concentrate on how great you are, you know? And I so think here's that's, a, <clears throat> yeah, yeah I, I guess, let, let's put it this way. Oh, actually, first off, uh, we have, 40 people in the watching the stream right now. Let's hear who you guys want uh, to round out Europe, just Europe. We're going to talk about America in a little bit, but just Europe. David Alkaidi and uh, Albin Ocean already locked in. Who do you think should be the last three? My yeah. personal vote is for Jim, Jim, and Jim. <laughs> no, okay. So let's, uh, does this lock? So the question is, does this lock Ekwin Kachi in? Um, I don't think it locks him in. No, I think I, I think yeah. it makes, I, I think it makes I it. I I am of the I am of the opinion that it would it, it was fairer. Now, whether or not this is now, you know, put the cat amongst the pigeons and made Alex think twice about it. I mean, can can you can you leave your world ten ball champion at home when he just wins this last event here? Um, well, I'll tell you what. I personally would still go. If it was my choice, I would still go for Filler, Shaw, and Ghost. 
that would just be my choice. Just purely out of the feel and and the team dynamic and stuff like that. Yep. Nothing against Clenny. I think he's a fantastic player. I really like the kid. I just feel that he needs to be open to to constructive criticism and open to advice. And I'm not sure if he really is, to be honest. Yeah. Um, so I yeah. think uh, most people are saying Fedor, Filler, and Shaw. That seems to be the consensus. Uh, I actually I actually agree with that. So. How tough is it going to be for, you know, if that is the case, Fedor, for example, what does Fedor have on the resume this year that warrants him being in there? Because you can look at Kachi, and Kachi has won the World Pool nine or World Pool ten ball. He's also won now the uh, Austria Open, and he went deep in a lot of other tournaments. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at Alex Kazakis, Alex Kazakis has made a couple deep runs in a couple tournaments, but he also won the World Pool Masters on two and an eighth inch pockets. Those things were tiny. All joking. Was it? Were, those were four inch pockets there? Four and a quarter, right? Four and a four quarter. Inch, the, 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 the Masters were. Uh, they were tiny. The four, I think they were. I think they might have been four. I think yeah. they might have been four. Four, yeah. four and a quarter, yeah. They were tight. They were mm-hmm. really tight. So, uh, David Al-Qaeda got in because he was a lock from the uh, points. So, David Al-Qaeda has the most scoring points. Although, there's a little bit of uh... – oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, Cody's saying they're four-inch pockets. Uh, I think I thought they were, too. So, David Al-Qaeda was the highest that – he was the highest-rated player as far as the, the matchroom points. And that guarantees him a spot in. Uh, although there's a little bit of, I guess, controversy around it because Max Leshner was just behind him and he was not able to play in the championship league pool because he wasn't invited. So if he would have been there, he would have been guaranteed enough points to get into, uh, the Moscone cup and head of David Al-Qaeda, but since he didn't get it, he didn't get in. So I don't know. Do you think uh, Max Leshner is playing better than David Al-Qaeda right now, Jim? If you could pick one of those players, who would you pick? Um, the question should be, do I think that uh, Max Lechner would play better than David Al-Qaeda at the Moscone Cup? Is the question sure. you should be asking. Yeah. My sure. answer is no. Okay. I cannot... I, and it, and it, I say, I, if I had to bet on who would play better, I would bet on Al-Qaeda. Simple as that. And that, that's, what, that that's what Alex Laley does. That's what, the, that's what a good Moscone Cup captain does, you know? They have a look and see... It's not so much about who's playing the best at the moment. Who is going to perform for me under that situation? And he want, Alex wants to have five players that are known Moscone Cup players. He wants to have five guys that have shown they can do it before. I'm not saying Lechner can't do it. Um, there's, there's a ton of European players who would probably perform very, very well under, that, under those Moscone lights. But if you're the captain for that period of time, you're going to go with your safe bets. If you have the option of taking your safe bets, you're going to take your safe bets. Yeah. Simple as that. And um, I, this, I just want to answer something. There was a question came up here from Cameron Cox, and, and I, I see this a lot on Facebook. And it's a, it's a question that surprises me that it keeps coming up because it seems to me it's very, very obvious. Now, the reason Jason Shaw can't play for the United States of America is simply because he's not American. Where you live has never and will never dictate your nationality in any sport whatsoever. When you're playing in a sport, your nationality is your nationality. What passport do you carry? You know, um, I don't know if you guys watch soccer, but I'm sure you've all heard of Lionel Messi. You know, one of the biggest names in world football ever. He's now playing. Uh, 
Hmm? Argentina. Argentina. Yeah, Argentinian. He's Argentinian. Now, he's been playing in Spain with Barcelona for the for all his career. Has anybody seen him play for Spain internationally? No, he still plays for Argentina. He's now moved to France, and he's now playing for Paris Saint-Germain in France. Do you think he'll be playing for France? No, of course. He still plays for Argentina. So Jason Shaw is Scottish, and he will always be Scottish until he renounces his nationality in the UK and takes a nationality of somewhere else, which he's not done. He's not going to do, as far as I'm aware. And if he did, the first phone call he would get would be from me. <laughs> and after talking to me for five minutes, he'd reverse it again, and he'd still be playing for Europe. So you can give up the idea of Jason Shaw ever playing for America just because he lives in America. Can't happen, won't happen. It's a silly question, really. Um but anyway, back to the whole, yeah, what were you saying, Nate? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just reading Joe Dunn's comments and trying not to laugh. Once I manscaped <laughs> my game, came up at least one to two balls. Yeah. i tell you, if, yeah, you increase your Fargo, get that lawnmower. Your ladies will thank you. Yeah, that's a thing. Today, actually, we're going to talk about this later. You guys are going to get to see a sweet ad. But today is going to be actually the last day that you have the opportunity to get yourself one of these awesome Manscaped 4.0s. And it will actually help us a ton as far as getting uh, outside money into the game of pool into this podcast. So you guys should do that. You guys should you guys should definitely do that. You should go get that right now. Go to manscaped.com, type in queue it up pod, and you can get yourself an amazing lawnmower 4.0 and support the show. All right. So anyways, uh, I guess uh, let's put that question to you, Rob. What do you think? Do you think uh, do you think uh, Max Leshner or David Al-Qaeda? David uh, has been one of my uh, favorite players for a long time. Uh, been playing great pool for years. He's certainly got the experience. And although Lechner had a, a matchroom uh, good showing there for sure and has been playing well. Experience-wise, I don't think there's a comparison between the two. Mm-hmm. That uh, Al-Qaeda's got to be the got to be the go-to guy there between the two. Not saying that Max won't have a chance in the future sometime and, you know, down the road two, three years from now, who knows what's going to happen. He's certainly a rising star in the game. I I believe that for sure. There's no question there. But there's so many Europeans that are. I'd very much like to see that in the USA. uh, We do have some rising stars. They're women uh, in the USA, but uh, not too many young men uh, currently. Not like Max. Uh, well, yeah, and, I, I think Akachi and uh, yeah, that's a great case to be made for this last win. I mean, uh, look who he beat. I what was his? Do you know what his draw was like in that uh, this last event? Austria, the Austria Open was. Did, did he did he beat some monsters in it, or was was it not a hard hard? Uh, well, hard I know he, I know he beat Wojtek Szczepczak in the um, in the first round of the final eight. So that's, are we talking I mean, about? Are we talking about Tyler or, or Kachi? Kachi. Kachi. Yeah, Kachi. Uh, uh, Tyler in the final, semi-finally beat. Um, oh, can't remember. Oh, uh, I'll pull it up. Uh, yeah, why don't you pull? But you, but you do have the, uh, during the Austrian Open. There was also the the junior. Yes, uh, the, the junior world nine ball, and you've got a, a, a young kid there that, that seemed to do pretty well. Young American uh, Hawks, right? Moritz, Moritz Hawks. Well, we had a, a girl too, Alice yeah. From she's just from my neck of the woods here in Wisconsin. Yeah, very yeah, close to you, right? Over there in Austria. 
And while, while we're on the subject of that, I'd like to give a shout out to the, the Dutch kid. I know him quite well, Yannick Pongers, who got to the final of the juniors. Played really well, got, got beat by, by Newhausen, who's an absolute monster. Watch out for this kid, Newhausen. He caused, he caused uh, uh, Jason some trouble at the World Nine Ball in the first round. This Where kid is he from? German. Germany. Germany. What a monster this kid's going to be. Okay. And um, so he, he won it. But uh, shout out to, to Yannick Pongers, young Dutch lad. Well done. He's improved yeah. a lot over the last couple of years. And also so, uh, in the Austrian Open, the semi final, young Dutch kid got to semi final. Um, um, Jan van Lierop lost to Tyler in a shootout. Probably should have beat Tyler, to be honest. And uh, so he's uh, a little bit of a breakthrough for him. So congratulations to Jan as well. Well done. The spot shot shootout. Yeah. Suits well, certain players more than others. It's a big advantage for some players. Yeah. I believe it's a so. massive advantage for some players. <clears throat> yes. Scotchy yeah. beat uh, Tyler in the finals, Solnaki in the Solnaki. semis, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Solfi in the quarters, and then in the round of eight, or the, the last eight, he beat uh, Wojtek Shevchek. He also beat Mark Biesterbosch in that tournament. Yeah. So, so no, no, no. Eight hundred Fargo was in there, but good players. Yeah, dangerous players. Wojtek yeah. uh, Shevchuk is an eight hundred Fargo. Oh, he is, isn't he? I keep forgetting. Yeah, he's like an eight hundred four. I think eight hundred two. <laughs> Sorry, Wojtek, if you're watching. <laughs> I uh, I I harassed him a whole bunch last night. You're like he's you're like his worst stalker. I know. I regret nothing. <laughs> you you like. You like you, you like stalk him and tell him how awesome he is, awesome he is, and then the first opportunity you get, you announce somebody else is your favorite player. It's like you're That's the worst true. stalker ever, ever. That's you know? not true. He's my favorite. He's always been my favorite. Oh, he is now, is he? Okay. Yeah, I have a Poland. Okay. I have an, I have an official. Again, have I have an official team Poland jersey of his. Game do you Warren. give oh. Nate? Do you give the manscape to some of your idols in the pool world? No, he lets you. He doesn't give them, he doesn't give the one he, he lets them borrow his. Yeah, ah, <laughs> and I never use ah. it again. Yeah, I and, see. Then he, and, then, and then he collects lining of the pubes. Yeah, he he, yes. he collects the pubes in little jars with their names on them. <laughs> Puts names wow. on them. Yes. Hey, <laughs> there you go, Nate. Send your 4.0 out okay. to every pool idol you have. That's it. And then just he's going to be, he's going to be selling some of the pubes. pubes when they return. I do send them to my idols. That's why you two have them. <laughs> Wait, uh. Sorry. So Nate, what's up? Who do you think? Do you think we talked about catch there? Do you now think that Tyler? It was that enough for Tyler to guarantee his spot? Oh, well, let's let's finish up with Europe first before we go over oh, to okay. the U.S. So we can stay nice and organized. Um, I guess uh, so. I. Let, let's hear let's hear everybody's picks. If, if well, you have, right. Alvin and Alvin and uh, uh, David are already locked in. Who are your other three, Rob? Boy, you know, I I I think very possibly it's between Filler and Kachi for that spot. You know, Shad, yeah, okay, we, we got to go there for sure. So then, so you have Jason, you know, Alvin. Pretty much and then got Fedor, there. You have Fedor and uh, Fedor and Kachi then. So or uh, Fedor and who do you have in there? Filler. Yeah, Joshua I'm, Fillers, you number four. I'm torn between Kachi's showing us something here. You know, he's he's got he's got his balls love him, whether he has the four or not. 
because uh, he's got a set. He's showing it, you know. And as far as Tyler goes, Tyler should have been on a Moscone Cup every year just for his stewardship of the game, period. Yeah. All right, so, no, Jim, I, who, do you got, who do you got on your then? Who are your last three? Great. Well, I just want to say that, that out of all the players, Kachi's probably playing the best pool at the moment. He's probably, he's, he's probably he's playing better than well. Phil has been playing. The Filler, Filler and Federer have been over in the states, and they've just been battling, 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 battling. It's very difficult to judge what kind of level they're playing at because they're just continually in there, and you don't really get to see it. They're not like the massive tournaments going on at the moment that, that, that you would expect. But I think Catchy is the one that's really is achieving at the moment. It really is pulling out the results. However. Like I said, Moscone is Moscone. It's something different. It's not always about who's playing the best right at this moment. So my my number three would always be Jason. I'm a little bit biased towards Jason anyway, but just what he brings off the table as well, what the what he brings to the crowd, to the atmosphere, how people get behind him, how they get behind the team when he's on the team. His energy. He's energy. Player, his other energy. players actually listen to Jason. There's a vi- there was a video that went around not so long ago of Jason sitting with Skyler at a tournament. And he was giving Sky tips on how to break. And Sky was looking at him as if he was this god kind of thing. And he's he's got his arm, he's going, yeah, like this. Yeah, and then Jason said to him at the end, he says, but just remember, forget about this conversation next time we play each other. So, <laughs> you know, Jason is willing to share the knowledge he has. And players listen to him. It doesn't matter who they are. They just sit there and look at him like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He has that kind of aura already. He has that kind of aura, and I think he brings that to the practice room as well. And he can talk to an Alvin. He can talk to a, a filler. He can talk to the, uh, an Al-Qaeda and say, listen, maybe you want to try this, switch this up. This is a better place to break. And they listen to him. They do. Yeah. I think Fedor does as well. I don't think Kachi does. That's just my opinion. I think Kachi feels, no, I'll do it my way, and I, you know... And he has every right to, to feel it that way because he is a great player. He's an absolute monster. He's won big terms. He's got every right to, to think that. But I just feel that when you're in that team atmosphere, that it has to be your team. You have to be able to, if one guy is going out there to battle, you need the other four guys up behind him saying, you know what, you're the best in the world. You've won this. You've done that. You've, you, you've won this many Moscone Cups. You're a world champion. You need your other four guys giving it that. And I, I think Kachi still sort of sits behind and says, well, yeah, but I'm still better than everybody. And I might be completely wrong. I just that's just a kind of a little bit of the impression I get at the moment. So I'd be going with 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 Shaw filler for filler. You have to put in Moscone's made for him. He's made for Moscone. You know, it's just what he does. You know, he's he's just quick fire. He can it's finish off. Should be about his lock in the Shane at this point. Exactly. You can you you you. I mean, if you know how to work the schedule well, you can have filler in three matches in a row. Say two doubles and a single, or even four matches if you get the singles the right way round. And he could blast off those four points within about an hour and a half. And just 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 blow the whole match wide open. That's the kind of player he is. So you've got to have filler in there. And I'd go with Feder. I, I, I would go with Feder just purely based on. I think he just he, he, it's just would be easier for it for for the rest of the team with filler there with uh, Feder there. And I think it'd be easier for Alex as well. Unfortunately, yes. I think this year, I think I think it might actually not be a bad thing for Kachi to 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 miss out uh, a year. And to, to maybe realize it, maybe I do, maybe I need to listen a little bit. Maybe it's not all about just what I do on my own. You know, when I'm at other tournaments, I need to be to be more involved in, in, in other players and, and how other people are, you know. Yep. It's, it's very difficult. It's an individual sport. And then once a year, you're asked to play in a team. Yep. It's not so easy. If, if I say who, 
Okay, so the, the question for me comes down to two things. Who deserves to be on the Moscone Cup? And if, and if I'm asking who deserves to be on the Moscone Cup, my Moscone Cup is Albin, David, they're locked in already, Alex Kazakis, Joshua Filler, and Eklund Kachi. Jason, gets, Jason goes bye-bye for me because uh, if you just talk about who deserves it, Jason hasn't won anything yet this year. Nothing huge. I mean, you won a, a big bar table or a, a bar table tournament. Um, and Alex Kazakis won the world pool masters. I mean, how can, how can you have the world, the current world pool master, not in the, in the event? Um, but argument. if you ask me if, if, if I'm Alex Laley and I have picks and I'm going to pick who I think is going to make the best team, it's going to be the exact team that you picked, Jim. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, that's it. And that's it's what you killer. have to do as a captain. You have to pick the team that you think is going to give you the best chance of winning. Yep. I think, yeah, I think it's filler, Jason, uh, Filler, Jason, Fedor, David, and um, and Albin. I think that's that's the team right there. My question to you, my question to you is, how far back do you go with achievements that warrant you deserving to be in the Moscone Cup? How far back do you go? In current day and age, or normally? Because I think with COVID, I think we need to go back a little bit further than what we normally would. Okay, so Jason Shaw MVP in the Moscone Cup. Yep. That would be I mean, that would be his, you can that would be his claim. That would be it. Yeah, and and that's what I mean. Prove it, proving that you do it under those, proving yeah. that you step up and you 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 be that guy when you need to be that guy. And the that only thing you is, anyway. is worth it, you know. <clears throat> the only question, the only question then that we would have would be, um, at what point in time, you know, how how much should previous uh, results matter in future expectations, right? Because yeah. uh, whatever you want to say about Jason Shaw prior to last year, he had underachieved based off of his game for a lot of years, but he still got mm -hmm. the opportunities, right? Yeah. So if we didn't give, if we didn't hold that against him up until last year, should we give him credit for it now? And it's not like he played terrible in the past. I mean, it's, I'm not trying to say that he's like a donkey out there just shooting balls into the rail, but as far as Jason Shaw's skills, and how what he brings to the table, he did not put it on full display until last year. Jason didn't fall into the whole Moscone thing naturally, in my opinion. The first couple of years, he you have to find a balance here between being the showman and actually doing your job and working. And I think in the first couple of years, Jason fell a little bit too much towards getting the crowd going and being the you know the flag waver rather than concentrating on what he does best, which is potting balls and running racks. Yep. And I think it and, took him a couple of years to find that balance. Well, luckily, well, luckily, yeah. Filler came in and took that job over, so he didn't have to. But you shared the responsibility with him. No, yeah. I'm, I'm talking about like just being the hoorah guy. Yeah, yeah. Kind of the, the fan villain, the, the crowd villain. They all, it's all about growing up a little bit. Filler also needs to share that responsibility. He can't have it all on his shoulders. You saw how it affected him when it didn't go well. You know, he felt like it was all on his shoulders. So he needs to share that responsibility as well. And um, it's like you say, I mean, if, you, if you're if you the captain, I've, I've said for many years, if you could make me the captain of Team Europe and give me five wild cards, and I'll pick a team that USA can't beat. And it's as simple as that. And it won't be about who's playing the best at the moment. You just, there are certain players that you know will fit together, that you know you can put together. And there is a core players over the, there's a core of players over the last five years who you can put in in any sort of selection and they're going to be massive favourites. And your Albans, your Jason Shaws, your Joshua Filler, the three of them are just there and you can stick another two players with them and you're going to have a team that's a... You can throw, you can throw, Jim, 
Jim and me in there, and we're just well, you could, well, you, well, you, could you could almost you could always put you could always put a dead almost put a dead donkey in there if you stuck the three of them with one other with with another with a feather or a catchy or whoever you know Al Qaeda. Yeah, who's you could almost you could almost put a dead you could almost put a dead point in there, and it will still you know just be a close match. You know. Yeah. Did you hear that? Who who picks who's going to pick the team? Alex who Lee picks Leon. the captain? You, you, yeah, who picks the captain? You, do, oh, you, uh, you apply for it in Matchroom. The Matchroom, you know, I think maybe you just do an interview, an online interview in Matchroom, decide if you get the job or not, I guess. So you could be a cap, the captain of the European team, Jim. It's possible, correct? Uh, there's there's no way to say that can't be, other than that, whether or not Matchroom would find it a good idea or not. Or whether yeah, I would find it a good idea. Team. Yeah, I'd have to apply for it. But... Um, you would not I, find it a good I, idea. I, you wouldn't be able to I, get drunk. Well, what I will say is, I don't think I don't think it has to be a pool player. I really don't think it has to be a pool player. Johan's not. Hmm? Johan's not a pool player. No, he's been around the pool a long time. He's got a lot of. And, so you kind of like have to be nominated by somebody. You apply for the job, and you're you given it like applying for any other job. Just, so if an individual wants to do it, they can just they write match room. As far as I'm aware, you just write an application. And um, you'll be considered or not considered. Yeah, interesting. And the way that, the way that it is now, that it seems to be the new way that a, a captain and a vice captain. I think you split that between somebody uh, between a pool player and somebody who's good with with um, with the team dynamic and with mental preparation and stuff like that. And you've got a winning team there. Simple as that. And uh, to be honest, you don't really need to say much to these guys to get the. You shouldn't have to say much to them to get them motivated. Um, they should just be ready to go out and do a job. And you, all you need to do is just make sure that when they go out there, they're ready to perform the best that they can at that moment. That's all you can do, really. Sure. Yep. Easy as that. Yep. So uh, I guess that is our discussion for Team Europe. But uh, I guess I wanted to have one more discussion, I think, before uh, we move on. And J- Jim, uh, mm-hmm. and you know what, Rob, if, if you've heard of some of these players, feel free to jump in too. I'm going to say it. I'm going to just basically say a European player's name, and you're going to answer with yes or no. If you want to expand upon it, you can. But the yes or no as to whether or not they are ever going to make the Moscone Cup. Ever. Okay. Ready? You ready, Rob? Ready. If you want to partake in this, go ahead. Dennis Graba. Yes. Yes. Mieszko Fortunski. No. Yes. Conrad Yushchishin. No. Yes. Pius Labudis. No. No. Mark Biesterbosch. No. No. Wojtek Shevchek. No. No. Again, Chris Melling. Ooh. No. Yes. Francisco Sanchez Ruiz. Yes. Yes. There's five spots per year, fellas. <laughs> um, oh, Mario He. Ooh. Yes. No. <laughs> Max Leshner. No. No. Again, Niels Fine. Oh, you horrible man. Oh, Neil's watching. Uh, that is brutal. That is brutal. 
No. No. Again, but, Alex. What, does it, oh, wait a minute. Does he have to play in a Moscone Cup? Yes. Oh. Yes, he would be. I don't know what he. I don't know if he'd make a good coach. He does, he never wanted to be the center of attention. He never wanted to be the leader during the Moscone Cup. What, what I'm, not sure, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure if he would ever be the coach, but I could see him being a vice captain on the mental side of it. Okay, maybe. Yeah. Again, Alex Kazakis. Yes. Yes. Uh, Victor Zolnaki. Victor Zolnaki. You mean Oliver Zolnaki, or do you mean Victor uh, Zolinski? Shit, Victor Zolinski. <laughs> I was. I've been waiting. You've gone through. You've gone through every single Polish player. I've been waiting from Victor Zolinski. One hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Oliver Zolnaki. No. Ooh, I think Oliver will. I think Oliver's. I think Oliver. Well, you going think to he's going to be top three in the world within two years? I do. I think he's going to be the next. I think he's going to be the next great European player. I do. I really do. Um. I think that goes through most. Oh, uh, Sanjin Pelovanovic. Yes. Wow. No idea. He's uh, 20. 20? He's got a lot of years ahead of him. A lot of the players that are great players that you've mentioned don't have that long ahead of them, really, compared to these young guys, you know? So the chances of them getting in are smaller. It's just so difficult, you know? I mean, listen, at the end of the day, if it gets back to the situation it was before where there's three qualifying spots and two wild cards, then it's open for a hell of a lot of players. There's a lot of players can get in there when there's three qualifying spots. What I will say is, of all the players that you mentioned there, the ones that are rookies that haven't been in, you ain't getting a wild card. Yep. Just, it's just not the way it works now. doesn't matter how good you're playing, you're not going to get a wild card as a rookie. You better qualify and prove yourself on that table before you get back in as a wild card. Simple as that. So then the last two. Darren Appleton. Not as a player. And then the last question. Not as a player. And then the last question. Will Jason Shaw win another MVP again? Ever again. Ever again. Yep. Of course he will, you idiot. Yeah. Of course he will. <laughs> okay. How can he not? Yeah. There's still ten players. No, it's not. There's only five because only the, the, the MVP only comes That's from fair. the winning team. There's That's only fair. five. <laughs> so there it is. It's, uh, uh, isn't there the LVP? No. No? I think it'd be MVL though. Okay. So then the question, um, every single one of those players that I named, the ones that you said yes and the ones you said no to, do any of them not make Team USA if they were the only ones right now every single year? Every Every single single year makes it. I have to agree with that. Yeah, Isn't that crazy? Every single one of them makes their team this year. Two of the five spots for sure. If not uh, all five spots. <laughs> well, I mean, you can also look at it the other way. You can also look at it the other way around. If if Europe could pick as many players as they wanted from Team USA, how many of your players would get in to the European team? One. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe one. With the uh, with one. the track record with no, the track one. record that Shane's had, he might one not make the team. No, and I was going to say how many how many has he played in a row now? Oh, 15, 16. If he was European, he wouldn't have played 15 or 16 in a row. No. Yep. He'd have missed out on some of those years. 
Yeah. I bet he'd have still played in about eight or nine in a row. Yes, but he'd have missed he'd have missed out on years in Team Europe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, uh, Although in saying that, he'd have a much he'd have a much better record at the Moscone Cup if he was playing against <laughs> the American players. Yeah, that's that's fair as well. That's, that's a real thing. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I guess let's move over to the U.S. side. Does this lock Tyler into the Moscone Cup? Rob, what do you think? Yeah, I think it should. It should be just another reason. He's also performed in uh, some of the other tournaments, not badly. Well, I'll but, tell you what, Tyler's really struggled this year, and he'll be the first person to admit he, it. He's played worse this year than he has in the last five years. He's a little bit, I'd say, maybe. But you know what? Uh, he's, he's got the heart of a lion. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, yeah, I think he should be on the team just just because he is a true professional of pocket pool, a true professional in, in every regard, every aspect of the game. Uh, not not just his play on the table. His so, personality. Uh, yep. Yep. I should say the context. Uh, Shane and Sky have been announced as being on the team. Uh, I was really surprised by that. Um, I'm sure many of you were as well. Sarcasm. Uh, so we're looking for three spots on the U.S. side. Jim, what do you think? Does this lock Tyler in? Um, first of all, I had a conversation the other day was playing in a uh, playing in team competition on Sunday. And we were actually watching that, uh, the young Dutch kid playing in the semi-finals of the World Juniors, and we had the conversation about how good this kid can be. And I said, "Well, he's at that age now where he's going to start getting distracted by parties, alcohol, um, yeah, girls." No, no, this young kid, girls, oh, women. It all becomes a distraction. Now we all know Tyler. Tyler and Margaret have got together quite recently. They've had a busy time, you know, they're, they're, they're getting married. It's, you know, young love, you know, it's a distraction, you know, and, and Tyler might say that it's not, but trust me, it is, you know, you will, you will, you're, 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 you're five days a week, three hours a day practices turn around to four or three days. And now you just stay for two hours or, or, or your girlfriend comes along. Now he's got the advantage where it is a pool playing uh, partnership that they have, you know, that's huge relationship, but it will have had a little bit of an effect. <clears throat> but they talk about timing. This was <laughs> the, when you talk about timing, that was about as good a time for Tyler to actually perform in a tournament. And it for well, the short races, let me jump in really else, quickly. Let me let yeah. me jump in really quickly because this was the most obvious thing that you could have ever said. Like, I if you'd have, if you'd have given me ten to one odds that Tyler would not have made the the finals, I wouldn't have taken it. Think about this. He hasn't seen Margaret in how long? He hasn't seen her in, like, let's just say four months. You know, that he gets to see her. That testosterone goes up just a little bit. That swagger goes up just a little bit. That confidence goes up just a little bit. And he's been in a slump for how long now? And he's got all of these things working for him. Of course he's going to make the finals. He's, his confidence hasn't been higher in four months. Of course. I want, listen, if I don't see my wife for six months, you ain't getting me out of bed yes. for any tournament. Yes, you, you've been married for like 20 years. You you're don't not, even love you're each not other. Weak. It doesn't matter if it's the final of the World Championships. You ain't getting me out of my bed in the morning. I'm sitting in there. I'm having breakfast in bed. I'm with the missus no. for the first time in six weeks. Disgusting. No, I'm, getting rid of a lot of pe- I'm getting rid of a lot of pent-up energy, and it's not on the cool <laughs> table, trust me. This this is the most obvious thing that I've like of course he's gonna make the final. His confidence has never been higher because he's got Margaret around. He's well, never been higher. I think it's a plus for him having her all the way. 
Yep. So, but now his confidence has got to be through the roof. And what's anybody else done? If you're Jeremy uh, Jones, you're, and you're Jeremy Jones, and you're looking around and saying, "What of no, the rest of my potential Justin players?" Justin Bergman. Done? Justin Bergman beat a 543 Fargo, giving him 19 games to 22 in a hole in the wall bar in Illinois. That's pretty good. Well done. That'll get you in. Yeah. Yep. All right. Does that count? No. <laughs> um, so who else has done it? Yeah. I mean, uh, what? What I? Billy isn't playing. Billy hasn't played since uh, the U.S. Open. Um, what about Alex? Sky... <clears throat> Alex. Oh, he's Alex Canadian, is... right? Yeah. Canadian. <laughs> A lot of people are shouting from North America. Yeah, yeah well, they are. Um, the, yeah, I mean, uh, Sky hasn't been playing since the U.S. Open. Shane... Shane hasn't played since the U.S. Open. Sky hasn't played since the U.S. Open. Billy Thorpe hasn't played since the U.S. Open. I haven't seen Danny Olsen, although I, he did win a tournament, uh, I think, in Wyoming or something a couple weeks ago. But I What about Oscar? Like, I haven't seen Oscar play since the U.S. Open. I would like to see Oscar on the team, though. I, I, I would love to see him on the team. I think that um, we got to stop. You know, at some point in time, we got to stop digging deeper into the, the crop of American players, and we just got to start taking some that are still at the top that, you know, haven't gotten an opportunity for a while. To me, it seems like there's two players out there who are actually working and are actually on the table and are actually playing. They're actually on the social media. They're grinding. They're trying to get results. And that's the only two that it seems to me is uh, Chris and Tyler. They seem to be the only ones that are actually out there doing anything. The rest just seem to be, I don't know, bumming around, waiting for the next, waiting for the international. Devin hmm? Portita. There's a couple smaller, like Devin Portita. You can't Portita. go that. You can't go as far as Devin, yes. Devin, well, Devin Portita. Yes. And and Jason, uh, Justin Espinosa. Like he's he's he flies under the radar, but he's playing some really top pool right now. But you can't not go as far Moscone as Cup quality. Not Moscone Tony, Cup Tony, quality. Tony Chowan gets in before they do. Yes, I, I, I. Well, I just, I just want like if you're gonna say that like um, if you're gonna say that they're they're the only players that are on social media and practicing and putting the time in. I, I at least want to give a shout out to those two as well because they really are. Yeah, cool. I was I was refer, I was referring it's to previous okay. I, I was referring to previous Moscone Cup players who you would you would think that you would go for if you're if you're going to pick somebody you'd go for somebody that's already been there. Yes, you know if you don't have somebody that's standing out as a top top player at the moment, then you're going to take somebody who's got the experience. Yeah. Okay, so that's I why I did, that's why those players were not on my radar as far as as this conversation. Um, so I think we're all in agreement. Uh, I mean, I, I think Tyler should. I, I just think it's a good look. It's a good look, and it's a, it's an it sets an example to to the young American players that yeah. you will be rewarded if you act like a professional, regardless of if you're winning world titles. And regardless if of if the people to, on your team hate you because you are like exactly. That. If you act like a professional and you do the right things, you'll be rewarded for it. As simple as that. And Tyler deserves to be in that team. Because he's a proper professional pool player and he does the right things. He works his ass off. He might not be the most talented. He might not be the best player in America. He might never win a world title or ever get up into the, the 810, 820 Fargos. But he deserves to be rewarded for, the, for, for, for how much work he puts into the game. He puts in a hell of a lot of work than, than, than players that are better than him are just lucky that they're living off their talent and really don't deserve anything free. You know, let's be honest, the Moscone Cup is a little bit of a freebie, you know. It's basically you're getting picked, you go there, you're going to win money whether you win or not. It is a little bit of a a kind of a a thank you or a well done for the last year, you know. And Tyler should be rewarded for what he's done. And he's performed this week and nobody else has performed. So give the kid a fucking break and put him in the team. Sorry, excuse me. So you think we got Sky, Shane and Tyler. 
where is the rest of the team coming from? Yeah, okay, that's a different one. <laughs> well, now, well, now we can. Well, now we can I mean, that because let's we into that now because I agree with everything Jim just said. I think Tyler Tyler should be on there every single year. I'm biased. I like Tyler. We grew up playing together. I I, I agree. Tyler should be on the team. Uh, now, with that being said, where do we go from here? Uh, there was some discussions as to whether or not Billy was going to be eligible. I still have not heard on that, so I don't really know. Um, does he deserve to get on, even if that isn't the case? What has Billy Thorpe done this year that warrants a spot outside of him just playing every single year, basically? Does any, can anybody come up with an argument for Billy? I can't I mean, let Rob go first. Go ahead, Rob. What's that, Billy? Why he isn't going to play, or what? What do you ask? Well, basically, what do you think about Billy? That's well, that's what we're starting. Billy yeah. Thorpe. Yeah. Billy Thorpe, yes or no? Yes. Why? Talent. Okay. Yeah, that's it. All right. He's Jim? talented. He's a talented pool player, oh, and he's uh, fire. He does have a little fire. He's he's got a little of Jason Shaw in him. I was oh, going yeah. to say exactly the same. He There's brings nobody better with the crowd than him. Nobody in the nobody exactly. he, is he, he, the bring, he brings to Team USA what Jason brings to Team Europe, and you have to have a player like that in your team. You have to have a player like that in your team. If you've got a Shane, uh, a Sky, as much as Skyler does do a little bit, he bounces off Billy a lot. You know, it's Billy yeah. that gets him going, and, and he's and, and that gets Tyler uh, gets uh, Sky started. If you're talking about Shane, uh, Skyler, and Tyler, who's going to create that atmosphere? You need a Billy Thorpe in there. You need a Billy. And especially if your number five is going to be like a Chris Reinhold, you need to have that guy Billy in there. You need to have him in there pushing the pushing the boundaries and getting the players going, getting the crowd going. Because let's be honest, you're going to be outnumbered 100 to 1 in there. You know, you might as you need somebody in there that's going to get your 100 people or whatever it is, your 100 Americans that make the trip there 75. to make it worth a while and get them going and get them bouncing, you know? Yeah, Billy's got to be there. But again, well, it, th- I don't know the, what the situation with him is, and I don't know how much he's uh, how much of it is his own doing and how much of it is somebody else's doing. We'll find out, I guess. Yeah, yeah, the the whole deal with the Moscone Cup, of course, is nationality, and in America, if you're known for being somewhat out there in sports on the fringes, not straight down the middle and confined mm-hmm. and and blue white collar and all that, then. You need this personality on your team. You need a Thorpe on your team for that. Yep. So it sounds like we are in cons- um, – if if Billy's eligible, it sounds like we're all in consensus that he needs to be there. I all still right. want so Alex then- on the team. <laughs> well, we could use Alex. Somehow we have to get some Canadians on the team. <laughs> all right. So let's go to uh, let's go to the next obvious one. Or the next, I would say, the next closest obvious one would be Chris Reinhold. What do we think, Jim? Um, I think he deserves another crack at it. I think he performed quite well first time round, but he didn't have the crowd there. You never really know how somebody is going to react in a Moscone atmosphere until they have the crowd there. So it will still be. I, I still would class him as a rookie. Because what what he did experience as a Moscone Cup last year is is nothing like what the real Moscone Cup is. Same with Fedor. If Fedor gets picked again, he's basically a rookie again. Because what they experienced last year that is nothing like what they're going to experience this year. It's a completely different animal, uh, and they'll feel it again when they come out there for the first time. So there's part of me that'd be quite interested to see if he if he handles it as well uh, uh, as what he seemed to handle it first time round. 
Um, if I'm G, if I'm double G, do I put him in? Um, no, I don't. I go for experience and I pick Oscar. Rob, what do you think? Yeah, I, you know, this one gets me a little because of some of the history, I think, between you want team members that uh, know each other, get along well. And there's been some friction in the past between Chris and Tyler. And uh, so you're kind of inviting that. Into well, I'll tell, I'll, I'll tell you this right now that they are, they, they that's good. They smooth. That's that. past. They, okay. So that that history, they're, that, you know, they're never going to be friends. They're never going to go get dinner together and hang out on the weekends. But they've smoothed over their problems between them. Okay, I I'll tell you what I like. I I like Oscar's maturity, not just in the game, but in his life. Uh, owning a, a pool hall. When you own a pool hall, you think, breathe, and live the game. I just spent four days with Pedro Pedro Bueno, and I learned that from him. That's it, it's part of your life. So now you're going to represent the United States, and you're you actually have a business. It's your livelihood, and not only that, you have a ton of talent. I can picture Oscar if he got picked for this, putting in a superhuman effort in preparing for it. I can see him doing that. Where I'm not so sure I can see Chris doing that. Uh, sure, there'll be some preparation there, but it will be to the extent that Oscar puts in. I'm not so sure. I, I think I if, like I'm, if I'm if I'm double J, then what you would like to see from Oscar is that he he uses his experience in the back room as well with the rest of the team, you know. Yep. And uh, you know Shane's going to be there as playing vice captain, so. He's going to he's going to be having to be sharing his experience and stuff like that with the players, but it'd be nice for him to have somebody more from his own kind of era as well. If I if I can say that, I mean, not that Shane's era is over, but he's there as a senior member of the team, and then he's got four you know young guns who are who are pretty much spending the rest of the year trying to knock him off the top of the the perch. So they're spending three hundred sixty four weeks of the year trying to knock Shane of off the, of the top. Year. Yeah, that's a lot of weeks out of the year. Yeah, trying try, try to knock Shane off the trying to knock Shane off the top, and then all of a sudden Shane's there, and they've got to listen to him. And 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 as much as there's a, there's a professional respect there, I think it's been nicer for nice for Shane as well to have somebody like Oscar who's got the experience, is more from his his kind of age category, even a little bit older, to bounce some ideas off and to sort of support him. So then he doesn't feel like he's one against four. You know, Absolutely. then he's more closer to a two against three, and it's more of an even playing field if they're going to talk about stuff and they're going to discuss everything. I think it helps Shane. I think it's uh, it's nicer for the team dynamic. Yeah. Um, and I just, yeah, no, I, I, again, what you bring, what you bring to the team off the table is just as important what you bring on the table. We all know Oscar. If they were to go to Oscar now and say, "Listen, you've got you've got two months to get ready," he'll say, "I'll be ready." He'll, yeah. be, as well, he'll be as ready as he can be. He will be. But you want to then you want to get more out of him. You want to get more out of him than just playing, you know. And yes. I think that's what I think that's what a good captain does, and that's what a good vice captain does. They spot the extra stuff that a player can bring to the team. You know, if you have a show and a filler, we've got so much energy. You know, they can go all day and all night playing pool. They've got so much energy. They don't actually spend that much of it on the table because they're so quick fire. So what you want to do is you want to bring that energy and say, okay, let's get that energy into the practice room. Put that energy over onto your your, your fellow players, your teammates, and, and get the whole 
the whole thing going, you know, not just what happens out on the table, you know. Um, so I, I personally, sorry, Chris, I think you did great last year, but I'd, I'd be going for experience and bringing Oscar in there just for the for, for the for the full package rather than just uh, what happens on the table. Yeah. yeah, you can't you can't really downplay the uh, team chemistry in a team tournament. It's got to work. It's got to work. You just yeah. can't downplay it. it. It's so important. You can take. I know teams that that are not maybe the best individual players. You put mm-hmm. them together, and there isn't anybody they can't beat. And, and these are amateur players I'm talking about. But still, even at a pro level, you got to have that. You, you really do. Uh, yeah. What Jim is talking. So. About. Yep, I agree with everything you just said. We are going to give our actual picks when we get back. But first, we got to go to an ad break because, you know, someone's got to pay these bills around here. Ain't that right, Jim? (laughs) (laughs) Who's ready to do a Manscaped ad? Jim, are you ready to do a Manscaped ad? I came prepared. My balls are thanking me. <laughs> oh, Jim, the battery just died on it. I I didn't even know the batteries could die on this thing. I've been using this thing for four and a half weeks, and the battery just died. What terrible timing. Four and, four and, and a half, half weeks. weeks. Either, either you've got very small balls or you don't grow hair very quickly then. <laughs> every single I have day. to. I have, to ch- I, ha- I have to recharge mine after every side. Oh, you like shaving the moon? Yeah. yeah. Ah. You gotta get in, you gotta get in everywhere. That's what the little torch is for. Well, yeah. That's what the little torch is the... for. You gotta go you gotta go deep, buddy. You gotta go deep. You gotta Trust dig me. real deep, right, don't you? Dude, that's for you too. Your ladies will the ladies will yeah. thank you. Your wives will thank you. Your girlfriends will thank you. Your boyfriends will thank you. And even Rob will thank you. Trust God me. Bless the manscape. There you go. I tried to convince Rob to sing for us. Rob completely write, like wrote an entire song about the when manscape. When the manscape comes back at the next episode, I will sing. Well, this might be the last time because we got to talk about it. But this is yeah. going to be the last opportunity for people to support the podcast by and getting themselves the manscape. The lawnmower 4.0. This thing is amazing. Designed for groin grooming. It's no double, fa- no, no double passing with this. Once over, and you're done. You don't need to go back and check again. And the best bit about it is, it makes it look a little bit bigger when you're finished. Refine the gentleman in you. Sometimes you need that, Jim. Manscaped. Sometimes you need that. Sometimes you need that little bit of extra help. Imagine shaving with a sleek, well-designed, and optimized trimmer that makes shaving time your favorite time in the bathroom. I'm one of the first people who get to try the lawnmower 4.0. And how does Alicia like it, Nate? She hasn't kept her hands off me since since getting it. Um, she actually got fired from her job, and I had to lock the door just to keep her out right now. It's crazy. The craftsman and detail of the 4.0 is the next level. Manscaped engineers the ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality and incredible comfort grooming experience the fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to our advanced skin safe technology i now feel confident shaving the boys yeah 
Anyways. <laughs> the upgraded trimmer includes a multifunctional on-off switch, which would turn on if the battery wasn't completely dead from using it for so long. Mine's on. There you Don't have it. Don't the crop. The crop preserver. preserver. Lots of other fun. Lots of other products. Chasing. Lots of other products. Lots of other products. The upgraded trimmer includes a multifunctional on-off switch that can engage a traveling lock. It also gives the ability to turn on the 400K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. The Lawnmower 4.0 even allows you to customize your trim through additional guard lengths, sizes one through four. So if you want yourself a certain length for, you know, the boys, you can get it. Did I mention wireless charging? Too short. Too short. And then there's the ball toner. There you go. Did I mention wireless charging? The new wireless charging system allows electromagnetic induction, which can help battery length last longer. Men, if you're shaving with Think the same long. nut trimmer on your face, you've been doing it wrong. No person wants to end up with pubes in their mouth. That's true. Not well, not your own pubes anyway. <laughs> Good job. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's time to get your own ball, hair, and body trimmer with Manscaped to make me time the best time and enhance your confidence with some nice smooth boys. Get yourself 20% off plus free shipping with the code queue it up pod at manscaped.com. Check the chat. That's 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. And what's the tagline, Rob? What's the tagline, Rob? Your balls will thank you. Thanks, Your Jim. balls will thank you. There you go. Someone's, someone's paying attention around here. <clears throat> How do we do? Well, that was ugly and embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was funnier than heck. <laughs> I, I agree. You know, Absolute I agree. riot. For not rehearsing so, everything. Oh, that, yeah. That is total ad lib. That is, oh, yeah. Just, you know, Saturday Night Live, here we come, baby. So there you go. Uh, and uh, Cody, good on here. Uh, I use it only for my face. So, uh, yeah, I, I actually use it as a, as a face shaver. What do you do for the awesome. hairs between your teeth? Uh, I just floss with those. Oh. oh, I see. Yeah, so that's good. <laughs> you can get yours at manscaped.com <laughs> with the code queue it up, and you can support this really phenomenal, terrible show because, you know, this is outside money. We've been whining about outside money and pool for so long, and this could be it. So if you guys support it, we'll get it, and then we'll, I don't know, buy beers with it and get even Come on, get Manscaped. What do you Together want? Together with your millionaires. There it is. All right, so let's get back. Let's give our let's give our picks for uh, Team USA. Uh, Rob, why don't you go first? Who you got? Who are your five? Okay, I'm 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 running. <laughs> Cody out, says I'm running right out yes. of number fives. I just I'm just lost on number five. I, I've got uh, Sky, Shane, Tyler, and Oscar. And you know, if if Billy is available, well, then that's who it is. It's it's Sky, Shane, Tyler, Billy, and Oscar. That's what I got. If Billy wants to play, if he doesn't, then I'm lost. I don't know. I'd go with Chris. 
And All right, Jim, what you got? Dashing time. Yeah. Billy. Well, I'd be obviously Sky and um, Shane. And then if you really want to give yourselves a chance of winning this, you'd probably go for, I don't know, Harry Potter, Gandalf, I don't know, <laughs> Merlin. I mean, get yourself three magicians that can conjure up some sort of a chance of winning this. Or uh, short, short, of those, short of those guys. Um, I'm going with uh, Tyler, Oscar, and yeah, I would take Billy as well if he's. Uh, uh, I mean, we keep saying if he's available. I, I really don't know the situation, but yeah, well, that's about as good as it gets. If not, if if for some reason that you can't get Billy, or or if you really want to go out and, and think outside the box, then why not take Tony Chohan uh, instead of Oscar? Tony like Chohan. Tony Chohan. I kind of like that pick. Um, yeah. John, Jonathan Hennessy. Uh, that's that. what Jim Monday said. I don't think Jonathan Hennessy can play under a shot clock, a thirty-second shot clock at that. I mean, that guy is—he's one of the slowest players I've ever seen in my entire life. He's a great talent. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he plays super strong, but I mean, you—you you can't. I don't know that you can throw that guy on a thirty-second uh, shot clock and have it end nicely. So um, I like—I actually like that pick. I like Tony Chohan. I like Shane Sky. Tyler, Chris, and Tony. That's who I like. That's my pick. No Billy. My team USA. Huh? So no Billy. Who's your who's your, who's your who's your guy that gets the crowd going? Uh, I don't think we need to get all six of us going, right? I mean, how many Americans <laughs> are in the crowd? You'll you'll all be, you'll all be sleeping halfway through day two anyway. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, Jim, Jim, we were both in the crowd the last time they had a real Moscone Cup in Ali Pally. How many of the how many? American fans were in there. It's like, less, listen, less as, as, long as, as long as Tyler's mum's here, then there's enough noise for everybody. Yeah, sorry, Skyler's mum. She's got to go. As as De- yeah, as long as Deb's there, then, then she'll get the crowd going. Yep. She does her own cheerleading. If, if I have to do it myself, Jim, I'll do it myself. You'll, you'll be quiet while you're sitting beside me. Show some respect. Shut your mouth. So we're going to sit by each other? Should we just should we just save the spot and just just sit on each other's lap? You could manscape each other. Rob, you, you Rob, you always take it too far, don't you? Dueling oh, yeah, Rob. Grow up. Grow Rob, up, Rob. You dirty old man. <laughs> Grow up. So uh yeah. Yeah, and I'm not questioning that Jonathan Hennessy is a good player. I just questioning Jonathan Hennessy see being a good player on a 30 second shot clock because i don't think he's ever taken a shot in under 50 minutes in his entire life has he ever played on a team um i don't know he seems, seems like to a be honest i think most americans have i think that in america the the the, the team play is, is quite normal for everybody i think whether or not they all go on with each other or not but to play team matches and stuff like that is yeah. quite standard i think in the states isn't it yeah uh matt d'angelo Bergman has already been ruled out. Bergman will not be on Team USA because he refuses to travel. He has not left uh, his pool room since uh, I don't even remember the last time he left. When was the last time? He, he didn't even go to the Texas Open last year. I don't think he's left for a tournament in over a full year, a full calendar no. year. He didn't go to the World Championships. Probably, didn't even probably the since the US Open, Open last year or the International mm-hmm. Open last year probably. 
Cody. Right. Uh, Cody, I think. The Shane will never play in a matchroom the event. Shane, the Shane will never play in a matchroom event again. Um, he is finding out, as as other players have found out in the past, if you uh, you do not bite the hand that feeds you, or you will be left behind. And uh, DeShane has joined that group of players who will be ignored by Matchroom from now on. And there is, he's not the only one. There's a, there's a high-profile a high European player in that group of players as well. Um, but no, DeShane will not be invited to any Matchroom events anymore. Oh, yeah, I know. you got the flag uh, behind you, pal. German. Yeah, you've got, you got the flag behind you. Yeah. A certain German, right? Yeah, a certain German who, who according, who according to, if, if I believe most of the posts that I see on um, on Facebook and a lot of the questions, he should probably be playing for the USA since he's lived there for the majority of his life. But uh, no, yeah, he's been living in New York for a long, long time, time. Now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he won't play. He won't play in Matchroom again either. Yeah. Uh, so why not, Jeremy? I'm assuming you mean uh, Jeremy Sosi in that one, uh, Jeremy. I mean, I just, I don't understand Americans. I just don't get it. Like, how can the biggest tournament, if you ask any American player what the biggest tournament of the of the entire world is, every single one of them is going to say the U.S. Open. Now, if you ask a European, you're going to get some changes in there, but it, you're still going to even get some U.S. Opens out of the, the Europeans as well. Jeremy Sosi and Justin Bergman, neither one of them showed up for that event. Now, from what I heard, Jeremy Sosi had some family issues that he had to back out at the last second for. I, I completely understand that. But it's the U.S. Open, man. How can you not play in the U.S. Open if you want to play in the Moscone Cup? You just can't do it. you got to have a showing. He had a great showing in the World Nine Ball. I get that, but... His name was mentioned by us. It was mentioned by other people as a possible Moscone Cup pick after what he did at the World Nine Ball Championships. If he gives a, if he cares about playing the Moscone Cup, then he goes to the US Open. Now, you said there's family issues. I'm not going to make a I'm not going to make a judgment call on how serious they are. That's not for me to say. He may be well. It may be that that I would made the same decision. I don't know what his issue was, but you know, you've, you, it's, it would be it's a big shame for him if family issues have stopped him going to the US Open because he put himself he put his name in the hat. And if he'd gone to the U.S. Open and just had a half decent result there, he'd probably get picked. He'd oh, he would be in yeah. hands down. I know that. I know that to be true. Yeah. If he would, yeah. if he would have had like, let's say he, let's say he made a final thirty-two showing, he would have been on the team. Yeah. So it's a From shame for him if, if family issues have stopped him. If he's made the choice himself and is just saying he had family issues, then he just doesn't care about Moscone Cup, which is fine as well. Which is fine. But then you probably never get considered for it again. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately. Uh, you know, uh, there's a huge, there's potentially a huge opening on Team USA too this year because uh, we've already discussed. I mean, Billy may or may not even be available, and Justin Bergman is already out. So, two of the top four best players in the U.S. Nice. Uh, at least eligible for the Moscone Cup players aren't going to be playing. So, I see some comments here about uh, uh, why Corey not being mentioned in the conversation with this. As Corey Duels had his chance. Yeah. We've seen what that looks like. Right. I'm not trying to dog on the guy, but, uh, you know, he hasn't – I bet he's 20% to win a point in the last four years, and that might be high. Cor- Cor- Corey has been a fantastic servant for Team USA at the Moscone Cup. He's done he's, – he's, he's given some of the, the, the most memorable moments at the Moscone Cup, uh, and he's been brilliant for Team USA. But like everything else, like, as I'm sorry to say, possibly Shane – you know, uh, not Shane. Uh, sorry, Niels. 
You've also had Darren Appleton. At the end of the day, you know, as good as you are and as the, all the achievements you have, at the end of the day, the end comes. And uh, for me, the end the, the end has come for Corey. And to be honest, he's probably played a, played a couple of extra that he really shouldn't have played yeah. in just because there's nobody else. Uh, well, there was others, but politics yeah, got in yeah. the way. Yeah, uh, yeah, John Gruden. That's that's funny. We can use him as a coach. Yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> but I agree with you, uh, Corey. I think his his performance over time no, now you can see is dwindling. Yeah. His, his uh, ability Matt, to perform under extreme pressure. Uh, he's still a great talent. There's no question about that. But it's it's that ability to take that moment in time when the pressure is the greatest and perform to your highest level at that same time. And that's a, that's a true champion. He was at one time for sure, but uh, there, there is something with age and your ability to do that. Uh, that just yeah. happens. Yep. And can I just make a quick reply to Jim Mundy? Jim Mundy is putting here saying we should be able to use players from Canada, being as how Europe has so many players to pull from. Um, I understand what you're saying, Jim, but you're completely wrong. <laughs> if you want to have Canada there to make it continent against continent, then I can kind of understand that. But it's a Moscone Cup and it's USA against Europe. Now, if you're talking about the fact that Europe has so many pools, players to pull from, then I suggest you go and investigate a little bit and you will find <laughs> that in America, there is almost two or three times as many pool players playing the game in America as in Europe. You have twice as many pool halls in America than we do have in the entirety of Europe. It's a tiny game in Europe. Europe is snooker. Pool is quite a small game in Europe. The fact that we have have more good players than you is because they play it professionally and don't just gamble and bum around. That's the reason why we've got so many players to pick from, so many good players to pick from. But you actually have a bigger pool of pool players. And yeah, I don't, I don't like yeah, Let me ask you something. Uh, well, one, one second, Rob. One second, Rob, yeah. because I, I don't like hearing this. I don't like hearing this argument for a different reason. If you look at the the, the Moscone Cup has happened, I think twenty six years now, and the overall number is thirteen to thirteen. Mm-hmm. So the the U.S. and Europe have won the exact same amount of times the problem is europe has won nine of the last 11 so now we think that you know it's it's the u.s needs help but you know if we won if they won nine of the last 11 that basically means that we won you know uh what 11 or 12 of the first whatever so i mean we're at a rut right now but the point is and it's not looking good for the future the near future at least but the point is is like it's still competitive it's just not competitive this year and it hasn't been competitive over the entire duration of it. You just go in big swings. So I just want to point that out too. We've won the exact same amount as Europe. Is there any countries in Europe that invest in their uh, uh, like soccer? I know they do somewhat and, but in pool, you know, government act the players or. No, 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 you, 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 Basically, the the federations, the pool federations in each country are pretty much responsible for creating their own uh, financial budget. They don't really, they can get sponsorships from certain places, but it's never really very big. And uh, the players basically have to look after themselves. You know, you don't win anything for a national title or anything like that. You just, it's just the honor. Maybe you go to even a European title, you win no money for winning a European title. A Euro Tour 
is three and a half thousand uh, euros for winning a Euro Tour. It's considered the biggest tournament uh, uh, in the year. You know the Euro Tours because uh, the Moscone Cup points. The money's not there. The money, the, the European players that want to earn money, they come to America to try and earn the money, and it's actually easier for them to earn big paychecks there rather than fight for the small paychecks in Europe. And um, the the idea that we just have more players to choose from is is absolute nonsense. The fact is that we've got that the, where you sit, you know, if this is your bog standard, completely rubbish pool player, and this is your top, top, top player, our, in Europe, we've got a smaller amount of players, but they're concentrated here. Whereas in the States, they're concentrated here, and then you have a very few that are up here. That's correct. Now, that's, that's just because that's application. That's um, the system, perhaps, for the youth. It's a much better system in, within each country, within Europe, for the, for the youth and bringing them through. It's professionalism. There's not such a gambling culture here in the USA uh, uh, as in the USA. Over in Europe, it is very much just tournament pool, tournament pool, tournament pool. And if you want to be a successful professional, you have to learn to play tournament pool. And too many of your players who are considered as fantastic players, and we hear all about, they don't play enough tournament pool. They just play matches, they just sing individual matches, long races, and just try and build up prize pots through backers and stuff like that. I ain't going to win your tournaments, that kind of behavior. I mean, like and, and it's nothing wrong. That's up to you. But then don't turn around and say, "Well, we should have, we should be allowed to bring in Canada because of Europe have just got more players." We don't. We've got less players on you. They're just better. I'm not really, I'm not really sure what that statement from Jim is there. Uh, if more kids grew up wanting to play professional pool in the U.S., we would smoke Europe every year. Uh, what would that look like? Yeah. I mean, far, Fargo Rise. What would that look like? Because if you look at, I mean, the Europe can field five players above eight ten, right? No problem at all, basically. So what would that have to look like? The U.S. can field five players over an 830 Fargo. To smoke them, you'd have to be 830, 840, maybe even 850. What, and Jim, what does and, that and, look and, like? I, I, don't, I don't really understand what that looks like. Like the, the, the Americans would have to be – we'd have to have five Americans better than any player has ever been ever to smoke five players that are above five or eight ten. I, I just don't understand what that looks like. And even before can, even even before you get there, the first thing you're gonna to have to do is turn around to these kids and actually tell them what it means to be a professional pool player. Because your role models, your role models, the majority of your role models in the States suck at showing the youngsters how they need to behave and what it takes to be a professional uh, a professional sportsman of any sort, let alone a pool player. Yeah. If you look at the role models that they have and the things that they do and the way they behave and how the game is 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 brought forward in the states, I don't think I don't think that a, a, a kid growing up really has an idea what it takes to be a professional pool player. Yeah, I mean, uh, Tyler, that's just my opinion, and I, I don't want to bash on the American system. It is what it is, but but you see what it brings in the long run, and I think. Very much in Europe, we look at the long-term goals, whereas in in uh, in America, it's very much the short term. How do I earn money quickly, and how do I get it? You know, how do I get my bank balance up, and how do I, you know, I don't care about the long term. Like Tyler cares about the long term. He's working hard, working hard, working hard. He's building a career, and then you've got a lot of other players there just looking around the next week, saying, "Yeah, where can where can I get my next uh, uh, money match for thirty grand? Where can I get my backers for so I can get a bit of money in my pocket?" That's all they're looking at. They're not looking at the future. Well, I, I, and like to say that a player, to say that people that grow up in Europe don't want to be professionals and, you know, they only want, like 
I'm just not sure what his argument is because you know in Europe. It's one of the, again, it's one of those that that, that 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 I've seen. I've seen these these discussions well, you, and arguments you, so often, and it. it I think first you, you thing, want to grow up in Europe to be the best soccer player, right? I mean, that just happens to be the, the most popular sport in Europe, right? So if you want to grow up and be a professional soccer player, then you're going to grow up and be a professional soccer player. Like, I'm not sure how that and, – and if you show – I mean, every single one of European – every single one of the European countries basically smokes the U.S. in, in soccer. So I'm, I'm not really sure uh, – what the argument is here? Are we are we making the argument that uh, the U.S. sucks because we can't field a team that wants to be professional, uh, and Europe does? I mean, I'm I'm not really sure what's going on here. Of course, of course, we have the best baseball, basketball, and football players because that's those are the sports that are popular in the U.S. So no, because you monopolize the entire world with those sports through the money that you have there, so everybody comes to play there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and everybody grows up with their heroes being Tom Brady and LeBron yeah. James and Michael Jordan and. You know, I, it, I, like, I get it. I like Laura's comment here. And and she's made some other comments that I like also. And that and I do see a slow trend coming down the road uh, for America with pool. Mm-hmm. And, and it is leaning toward what Jim was talking about. It isn't yeah. going to happen overnight. But I see some training, some discipline, some schools for pool, some players who are starting to do that kind of thing here. Uh, Demetrius is one of them, uh, where they have regular boot camps for players. And they're teaching them more than just how to play the game. They're teaching them how to earn respect from playing the game and uh, teaching them how to have character. And it's not going to happen overnight. We're not going to see it tomorrow, next year, or whatever. But in the next five years, we're going to see some young players from the United States that are going to be uh, are are going to be uh, that kind of pool player that Jim was talking about. That the Europeans have. I don't like this money argument either. Where like nobody wants to play pool because there's no money in it. I mean, there's no money in European pool. Jim already said it. Like, if you want to make money in Europe, what do you do? You come to America. Like, there's there's actual money in pool in America. There's not a lot. I mean, you're not you're never going to make millions of dollars, but you can make tens of thousands of dollars in a couple of months playing in the U.S. It's I just I just don't understand how like tell us tell somebody who's passionate about what they're doing to stop doing it like. It doesn't matter if it's money, if it's like, how many times do you tell somebody who's an alcoholic or a drug, a drug addict, like that's your friend that's, you know, you got to stop doing this, but they can't stop doing it because they're addicted to it. Right. Like if it was that easy, they wouldn't do it at all. Pool is kind of the same way. Right. I mean, tell somebody who's addicted to playing pool and has to go play pool all the time and get as better, you know, as good as they could possibly get to stop playing pool. It just doesn't work. Right. This money thing, it's, it's, it's a real argument as far as like getting into the game, maybe like why you would get into the game. But the idea that like money is stopping people from becoming top pool players is that's it's a load of rubbish to me. I, I just I hate that argument. I didn't care when I when I was getting better at the game and I was addicted to it for like ten years when I was a kid and I all I wanted to do was play pool. Money had nothing to do with it. It was just the the, the venture to get better at the game and to become the best I can be. That that's what drove me, not money. Just my thought. Well, I like. I like what I like is mainly is the instant gratification. When that ball goes in the hole, you are gratified. 
And how many times can you do it? Well, you can do it nine times in a game of nine ball. You can do it ten times in a game of ten ball. Wow, your break sucks, Rob. I mean, <laughs> I mean, let's be. Let, I mean, let's be honest. When uh, what, you know? at what age does somebody decide I'm going to be a professional pool player? Nobody decides when they're 13, 14 years old that they're going to be a professional pool player. You wait until you get to a certain standard and you start to get in and, and, and you start playing tournaments and you see there's a potential. And when somebody gets you under their wing and say, listen, I see a potential in you. I want to work with you. Let's have a look at this. Doing that. That's when you yeah. make a decision on whether you're going to take it up professionally. By that time, you're way past the ages of 14, 15. You're way past any... Uh, I, it's, all, it's all bullshit excuses for players and people who are not willing to work hard. It's yeah. as simple, and this is where you—if if everybody had—if everybody in the states had the same attitude as Tyler Steyer, you'd have a Moscone Cup winning team already. Oh, but they right. don't. Sure. They don't. Yeah, so if, Tyler, if Tyler can do it, if, if Tyler can be as good as he is with the limited—and I—and I—and I don't mean—he's not, tal- not naturally talented like the limited talent he has. Can you imagine the talent that Sky has together with the work rate of Tyler? Yeah, you've got an eight twenty Fargo player there. Then you've got a player that can knock Shane off the top of the, the ranking. So don't right. give me the bullshit about all these excuses. If you're willing to work hard and you're lucky enough to have the talent, you'll get there. Now, there's plenty of people that have got the talent who will not work hard. And there's plenty of people who work hard but don't have the talent. Now, you need to have both of them. You need to have both of them. And you're very lucky if you've got the talent because that's just something you're born with and you don't actually, you've done nothing to deserve it. But make the most of it then, and work your ass off. Work hard. Don't be. Don't just sit back and say, "Oh, you know, I can make money around in my local pool hall," and then moan later on when the Europeans come over and take all your money out of your tournaments. All of a sudden, you've got to play against real players to win that ten grand that you've been winning every other uh, uh, year when you've just gone around there just robbing off your own guys. No, you know, don't moan about it afterwards. Get some money else. Anyway, I'm going to go now because I'm going to get upset. <laughs> oh, yep, no. We're all done here. And I've got to. No, I've got to. I've, I've got to go. I said half past, and it's now ten two. Okay. Yep. yep. We need. We can wrap this up. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much all we had to talk about. So uh, there we you have it. We talked about though. the Moscone Cup. Everybody, go shave your balls. We're talking pool. Yes. Go over to manscape.com and get yourself the lawnmower 4.0 because if you guys get this, we actually will get some funding for the podcast. That would be amazing. Hey, you buy Head a over. lawnmower 4.0 and my balls will thank you. Yes. Here you go. Head oh, over indeed. right now to manscaped.com and get yourself a lawnmower 4.0 with code QITUPPOD, and you get to hear more of us be idiots on advertising. And I know how I'm much Jim likes that. I'm just wondering if Jim Mundy is just – is that somebody who's just taking the piss out of us now? Because he's now said that Filler and Shaw should be playing for the USA anyway. I think this is somebody we know who's gone in on a fake account and is just trying to say stupid stuff. (laughs) Yeah, I don't don't know. See you, Jim. I don't know. All right, head over to manscaped.com with code QITUPPOD and get yourself a Manscaped right now. Don't dawdle. Get those balls clean, and we're going to head out of here. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in, and we will see you later. Nota knows what she's talking about. Listen to Nota. Good luck and goodbye. Hey, everyone. Thanks again for listening. If you've liked what you've heard and you want to contribute to the future content that will be made, consider joining the podcast's Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash queue it up. 
becoming a Patreon of the podcast will help to create all of the future content that the podcast will have. Special shout out to Dave Peters, Aaron Taylor, Pete Silsby, Morgan Lupton, Ben Young, Robert Miller, Andy Morse, and Bill Pelham for your generous contributions to the podcast's Patreon. If you ever need any more information on what the Patreon system is or how you can contribute outside of the Patreon, please reach out to the podcast or Nate himself. If you would like to contribute to the podcast for free, consider sharing any podcasts or the podcast page on Facebook itself. Also, leaving a review and a rating if you listen through iTunes. It helps others find the podcast. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back soon with another episode of the Cue It Up podcast.